0: Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe.
1: And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're
0: the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast.
1: Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation.
0: We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag BossSoHard.
1: We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account.
0: So sit back, relax, and... T- Hello. Welcome back. It's
1: April. The Easter bunny has rose again. <laughs> That's rose again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Easter was so funny because, like, we were over with um, the girls, Ava and Addie, my goddaughter and niece. And Ava was just, like, confused by the whole thing. And we're, like, getting ready to die She's eggs. not wrong. Yeah. she. So she stands on the chair and she says if you die them, I will scream. And we're like, what? And she's like, if you die them, I will scream. And we're like, well, don't scream. Like, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't want you to kill them. And huh? we're like, we're not killing the eggs. And it, like that's kind of how she talks anyways. Like, if you die them. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, like, that's I mean, that's just she, like, like, that's two, how preschoolers So, yeah, so, but she thought that we were, like, killing, killing the, the eggs. eggs. And so we had to explain to her, like... It, they're not alive, and also, like, it's dye, D-Y-E, and she's like... I explained it all to her, and then I looked at her, and I'm like, do you kind of get what I'm saying? And she's like, like, yeah, but, like, you could tell she did it. Like, she girl. was real stressed out about it. And she got a haircut, like, two days later, and she got, like, the diva curl cut. And so she watched Addie get it first, and then she was... She said, turn to Anna, and she said when they cut my hair, will it fall to the floor and die? So she's just been, like, real concerned about death lately.
1: That's uh, really
0: <laughs> Like, and it's funny, because, like, Easter kind of is a holiday that centers around death, right? So it's right. like, you know, we're telling her Jesus died, and we're dying eggs, and die, die, die. So she's just kind of like, Whoa. She's
1: like, this is too much. Yeah. You guys need to reel it in on your yeah. death level. She,
0: <laughs> she was very overwhelmed by it. And then like, we put a trampoline together over the weekend for them, which was, like, actually our birthday present to Addie last August. Ew, she's been sitting there. <laughs> it was basically like hurricane season was very unpredictable this year. So we waited through all that. And then we waited through like winter. And then we just waited till we'd have a time when all four of us would be just right. pretty much have a whole day. And we are really dumb, and we thought it was going to take, like, 45 minutes no. to maybe an hour and a half. No. It took all day. Yeah. Like, we got there at 1030. We took a break at one point because it was raining a bit, and then we took a break. Um, It was the same break for, like, lunch. But we weren't done until, like – it's. I don't know when we were done, but I know that at 6 o'clock we were still working. It's work. Yeah, and we got the one with, like, the safety net, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, I love these kids. I want them to be safe, but this is, like, a whole other you're project. you're adding a
1: whole – the trampoline around trampoline at this point. Yeah, it was (laughs) a lot. And then we were just
0: like, we realized pretty much about, I would say, 70% of the way through. We are like, we have to take this apart during hurricane season. Because it's like, if you had a, like some, I guess one of their neighbors does sandbags. If you had a regular trampoline, you could flip it over and put sandbags on top of it. But I'm like, they have the net on top. And the net is honestly like the worst part. Right. So it's like, once you've taken that apart, you may as well just take the trampoline apart and call it a day. So I'm just like, this is just...
1: Should have got them tickets to Sky Zone, girl. I know, Just get and them it's, passes. I really was
0: like, I want to start, you know, getting experience gifts yeah. for them, especially there's th- they have three kids now, so I'm like it's much easier especially for Christmas to just be like here's your one yeah. big experience like, it, like here it's, are the the sky like, zone. it's indoor trampoline like, like yeah. you go all
1: summer when like, it rains like my mom was
0: like oh that's a lot of money and I'm like it was like probably like 200 something and I'm like that's cheaper honestly than getting them all like a whole bunch of little things like because we would just end up going crazy with it so I'm like if I just get one thing and it's just done and then they, they get to play with it forever you know like the, especially because there's three of them so it's like the little one can't even go on it yet he's just like we put him on the side and they were jumping, and so mm-hmm. he could feel the God moving, bless. And he felt like he thought he was a part yeah, of it. It was and like, we're this like is you're the best thing that ever dude. happened to me. <laughs> yeah, and <he's> not even. <laughs> yeah,
1: kids are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's weird to be like at the very beginning of April and Easter's already done. Yeah, that's like normally like April is where. Yeah, like, it's
1: like the mid-April, but yeah, when but it, it gets like, early it's April, oh well.
0: And tomorrow's your birthday.
1: I'm older. I, I don't about, care though.
0: I was say I thought you were gonna say I'm old, and I was gonna be like, get out of my house,
1: because <laughs> you're not. I have old. people come to me and they're like, I'm turning sixty, I'm like, get out of my face. I don't care. You're not old. Get out of my yeah. face. I'm like, I don't want to hear like your age line. You whine.
0: are like, hmm. I don't want to hear your age line. You have to be retired first of all to be old, and you definitely have to like, I don't know, have difficulty like doing things. I don't know. Like, I didn't notice my grandparents were old until they were probably, like, about yeah, to die. Yeah,
1: until they were, like, you know. And I was,
0: like, oh, wow, you're old. Like, I didn't even realize. Like, it, it kind of creeped up on us, didn't that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, like, they, like, they, because they looked so young. And, right. Like, and, but then all of a sudden own. you're old. Or yeah. whatever, you
1: appear to be old or whatever that.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was, like, it wasn't really
0: until, honestly, I didn't think of my grandparents as old until, like, very shortly before they died. <laughs> That's how, like, so I'm like, stop saying you're old. Like, it's not until you're, like, about to die. They're
1: to like, charisma, we're 80. Stop. <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> we feel old. Be quiet, girl. Don't talk to me.
0: Yeah. My grandfather used to always tell me, like, getting old is not first disease. And I'm like, okay. And then he also told me it's really expensive. So to save money, it is for very it. expensive. And he's not wrong.
1: I read an article, and I can put it in the show notes because I like to make you guys afraid of life, that you need to have, like, 1.2 million saved for retirement.
0: Seems if, like so to much. To be
1: comfortable and retire around 65.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think i will retire at 65? I don't think I will. I don't think I will. Not because, like, I mean, like, I hope to be in a position that I can, but I just don't think I'll want to. No. Like, what? Unless, like, I did save millions and millions and could just travel full time. I think
1: it'd be, like, retired from, like, doing, like, hustle and bustle things, but I'd still be doing things like nonprofit, work, et cetera, et cetera. The
0: only thing I think that would keep me as entertained as owning a business or having some sort of, like, amazing creative job would be, like, if I traveled full-time. Right. But if not, I'm like, what would I do? Like, I would get bored, you know? I get bored... Shuffle bored? As it is, and people are always, like, stop doing so many things, and I'm like, but then I get bored. Um, so, and I, I'm not, like, I don't... When I'm not productive, I can slip into, like, unhealthy habits quickly. Yeah. so I have to stay productive. Like, it's like, people think, like, I'm clean, and I'm like, I'm not really that clean. It's just that if I get things too messy, then it's, like... It goes from like zero to one hundred real quick. Zero That's just, to, like you I have need to an have, intervention yeah, I have right to have now. everything real organized in life and be real productive, or whatever, or also like all falls apart mess. really quickly. Um, so
1: today is the first day of the hundred day project. It is. I'm are you very doing it? Excited. What are you doing? I'm doing. You'll
0: see. I wanna know. It'll be out by now. You're gonna do it. Yeah, you're gonna do it. So, um, so I decided I'm gonna do it, and I always feel like I never know what to do. So I'm doing two. So I can talk
1: about one of them. I'm doing 100 days of fitness on my other. Oh, that's fun. Because I need to do things.
0: Oh, so you've run out of like fitness challenges, right? And like, unless you do like, what are the what are the um things where people will do like you like obviously triathlons, but there's like one that's like lifting related, and I can't think of what it is.
1: I mean, there's some competitions for powerlifting that are coming up in the fall that I'm like, okay, because like not like based. I know I'm going to get into powerlifting math and I'll see. But basically, there is a system that scores in powerlifting and I think Olympic weightlifting. I think CrossFit also uses it um, based on how you whether you're a novice or a beginner, blah, blah. blah. So you do this like your max lifts and everything and it gives you your height and your weight and blah, blah, blah female, blah, blah, blah. And then it gives you your, like, whatever score. I forgot the name the technical term for it. And so I would fit into novices. There's some CrossFit competitions that come up in the summer. The problem with CrossFit competitions in Florida is that they're in the dead heat of summer. And they're usually mm, outside, or they're in a yeah. you know a box that doesn't have AC and everything. And I get yeah. it. That's how crossfitters usually Because they love go. to throw up. They that's like to their, be hot. They, they like literally to be overheating. Their, so their, I'm like, um, I'm debating brand on Brand is throwing one. up. One is not super outside. One is in kind of indoors with some fans and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Like, if it's very minimal. And the novice stuff, like the wads that require that you need to do or the exercise you need to do to be in the novice competitions for both, uh, they're super easy. And, I mean, powerlifting is just three lifts, so all i we'll know is that see. for
0: crossfit they have a bucket and i can't think of the name of this bucket but there's like a bucket that has a name and the whole like thing is like oh you're gonna like throw up into this bucket and the bucket is like name this whatever so it's literally like a part of their right brand of culture or whatever i've
1: never thrown up during a crossfit workout
0: i think that's good um i would really <laughs> love to see you but, go to um silver wolf, wolf, silver wolf crossfit in charlotte which is my cousin's gym to compete sometime because i i like being at my cousin's gym. like when i'm at other crossfit places i feel overwhelmed but and when I'm at Cousins Gym, like, I'm like, it's kind of like their second yeah. home. So it just feels real it's comfortable. Not really I love over. to go and like take photos and stuff. Right. I'm, like, I'm not trying to like, they're always like, Chris, do you want to join us for a class? And I'm like, uh huh, no, I'm going to go to the yoga studio yeah. Bye. Um, but I do love to like take photos of it. And I like p- seeing people you know compete really changes it yeah. and makes it. So I'm- like, my, like, John went to a competition here for like one of his friends. And it's a friend who lives in Miami, but came up right. to a big yeah, competition yeah, yeah. here. And he was at that all day, but I was just like, I don't, like, he was one of, like, hundreds of people competing. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to that. But, like, this one, it's, like, it's all their community, so it's, like, it's different. So I'm like, that sounds really fun. But, yeah, I I think I'm going to do it, and I'm going to write for 100 days. And I'm not sure if I'm going to write stuff that people will see like I'll probably post I, yeah, so that you know you that to, I'm yeah you know like doing, yeah, I'm it, doing it. it but yeah because it's like I always think of like well, what do I want to do and to be honest like I always want to do something photography based because obviously like I spent most of my life behind a camera but um the issue with that is that I don't like to rush images like I love to pull together certain elements and certain things for shoots and like it would cost so much money for me to be able right. to do it the way that I would want to do it that it's just not feasible for something that's just like a fun project where I'm not gonna be yeah. making any uh money um, and like with portraits and stuff, I'm already doing like a portrait project, the 52 Faces one. So I'm like, well, I don't want to do a portrait project, nor honestly be in Orlando, nor could I do a project where I'm taking a portrait of someone probably every day because the way Orlando is built, I just can't get to people who yeah. would want to participate every day. Like if I lived in a more compact city, right. I could probably it, you jump could get a on hundred people, people. people Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no time. But it's like I, you know, uh, to, to photograph the people in in a diverse way i wouldn't be able to do that because i would be limited kind of to like our area which isn't super diverse if i'm trying to do it every single day so i'm like i really do want to be um in the habit of writing more like i i you know have been working on my book and i write a lot but I, like, I think if I got into that discipline of doing it every single day, it'd be great. So I'm hoping it lasts yeah. for more than 100 days, but it's great to be doing it with a group of other people. Right, just
1: so you can be doing Yeah. My jam is, like, I hate posting on Instagram. I really do. I don't like doing it every day. I'm thinking I'm just going to put them in stories and then just yeah. have an album, and there it's I there. I love stories. And it sits honestly, over there, but like, it's, then it's in the album, and then it's there. You don't have to... Kind of like mean, we like talked about, I it. almost
0: do my stories more than, like then I looking, watch stories yeah, more than going looking at the, the feed, feed sometimes yeah. because it's chronological like we talked about. Um, and, yeah, it is really nice if you can just kind of, like, organize it right there. And, like, yeah, there's no way I could post it onto my main feed right. because I'm, like, I'm going to be so writing it. Like, Writing a caption right? with it just doesn't – I don't yeah, need it, to do it, it, that yeah, just, just It's like, mess. cool, I did it's the project mess. again that you right. knew that I was doing. And here I did it again, but I'm not even showing you all the words. Like, right. I'm not going to do that. So. It's, it's
1: a mess. So but that's, I, will, I will
0: show – like, I will pr- – like, you know, give you Show proof, proof of it. Proof of work. But um, I'm not sure that it's going to... Like, some of it might be stuff that I share, but a lot of it will probably be going towards my book. So yeah, it should be awesome. I'm excited. A
1: CrossFit composition on the 14th that is here. Um, it's a big Eisner one. Eisner makes, like, um, singlets. I'm talking all kind of fitness stuff right now. <laughs> but they are doing a huge one. It's an international one. It's going to be at the, um, the place where all the things happen. The convention center. Convention center. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited because I've never been to, like, an actual competition in person so I'm really excited to see all the ladies the first day is like everyone but it's mostly like the ladies and youth so I'm really excited to see all the kids that's exciting squat like 400 and make me feel like garbage yeah (laughs) don't be great yeah it's motivating because then you know I like that it's in the you know beginning of the 100 days of doing something when Mm -hmm. you see what could happen? I think it motivates you to keep doing it. And if I even just go to competitions just to see them or even to compete in them, it's nice to have something to work towards. Versus when you do some of the creative stuff, it's kind of hard, especially if you're just, you know what I mean? Like it's your responsibility to do this thing and now you're stressed and, and you have other stuff going on, especially if you're doing creative work and you're already a creative person and you already have a creative job like if you don't have a creative job i think this is a good project because it's easy Mm -hmm. to be like okay i'm gonna sketch every day for 100 days i'm gonna do this thing because my nine to five is banking or finance or whatever but when you have a business where you have to make a certain thing and like now i'm getting my first gig from last year's 100 day project which is a huge like 24 by 36 watercolor things that are going installing somewhere so it it does work i think it does pay off and it's it happens i think um what did she say? What's her face? Ally Lehman. She made $9,000 over the first year that she did the 100-day project. So it does work out, and it does pay off, but it, it is. it's. A, but that's rare, because yeah, I feel like rare. most
0: people that do it don't. Always. They don't, um, yeah. but it's also just, it's, it's kind of a pain in
1: the butt. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Like, I always got my watercolors confiscated at JFK. <laughs> so i'm still like i don't like i'm i'm doing a medium but i'm like i don't want to consider traveling a lot again this summer as per usual and i don't want yeah
0: that's why i'm like to writing my will be nice and stuff. easy because when i travel it it's you just the same. it goes with you and
1: yep. anyway you can do it on your phone you know what i mean yep. yeah so i'm just trying to keep it easy we'll see but um our interview today is super awesome it's when someone who has a lot of perspective from the new entrepreneur and I think that's awesome to have here because we're Mm -hmm. so, like, you know, we're three years in, so we, the podcast, so a lot of times we're trying to seek speakers who are super more advanced than us and we really want to get into the depth of the business and we...
0: Because sometimes I think that what we seek in guests often is like what we want to right, know yeah. which, we're is, like, which is stuff that's like us. we're like cool we've been <laughs> doing this for like a decade and you've been doing it for two yeah, let us know more us. whereas like I think it's also important to talk to people that have been in business for like a few years right um, so yeah I think it's you guys know what the it. children
1: are doing so yeah let us know what you think tweet us instagram us do all those things Use the the hashtag does, boss hashtag. so hard and uh, we'll check in with you guys next week
0: All right, so today on the podcast, we have Obina with us, um, and she works at Turns of Phrase. So Obina, tell everybody on the podcast a little bit about what you do and uh, what Turns of Phrase is all about.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, I call myself a copywriter, content writer, and journalist. And um, Turns of Phrase is basically a freelance writing business that I started um, based off of just feedback. And I guess that will be a little later, but feedback. I've gotten over the years on um, my writing abilities, and so basically, what I do through this uh, through this business is I help people connect with customers and prospects via word and Im- words and images. So, so content basically. And um, so, um, I'm in Atlanta now, and I've I worked with the uh, different entrepreneurs and startups and uh, professionals and small businesses and. And, yeah, so I'm just looking to continue moving forward and grow with everything that I'm doing um, right now.
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool. And that you're in Atlanta. Where are you originally from?
2: I'm actually originally from Atlanta. Okay, so, so you just um, made a loop back. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've lived in a few different places. Um, and I guess now Atlanta, it's good to kind of just get everything together and get everything started. But I think Atlanta's kind of more of a, a – like a jump-off place, a starting starting point, more so. I keep hearing that that I wanted to stay. Yeah, it's a, it's like a how would I say it? It blends both big city and small town type of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it's not super super metropolitan, and that it's not like rural or anything, but it's somewhere in between. So I think it like has great quality as a starting point, but you yeah. can always see
0: more. Yeah, we see a lot of creatives, like, moving out of the Orlando area to move to, like, Atlanta and then staying there for, like, a few years and then moving somewhere else. That's super common yeah, down here.
2: Okay, cool to say, because that's definitely how I see um, see this city. And then having grown up grown up in Atlanta, it's like, um, it's good to come full circle and kind of get everything together to move forward again. But that's, that's what I see it as, more of a home-based type of thing, not so much a...
1: Plant roots and stay forever, kind <laughs> of thing. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Angelica's from Atlanta, so she yeah, knows. I'm like, mm, all right. <laughs> so you understand? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. um, like, <laughs> it's Yeah, it, it's its own. It has, it has its own culture. It's own Southern culture, and yeah, but it's definitely where
2: I'm from, and it will give me a good start. So that's, I think, that's where I will. That's where I will keep
1: my words, my positive words. I think one of the hugest benefits of staying um, in your hometown when you're starting your business is that you don't run into any unexpected costs. So You understand what the cost of living is, you understand you know how to get around, with the transportation costs, so you understand what you need to get started, in, especially in places like here and in Atlanta, is that it's so yeah. much cheaper to start a business here. It's cheaper to file for an LLC or an S Corp or an L Corp or yeah. whatever you're deciding to do. So starting off, I think that's something that I think entrepreneurs sometimes need to hear is maybe go back home mm-hmm. and start business there and then go ahead and, like you said, you're going to get everything else, and this is going to be kind of like your hop off point and try to get you to launch off and to go and do greater things. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably are people who are aspiring for entrepreneurship and are not sure. Or they're still in that in between place. A good place to start is where you're from.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bad idea okay, guess- is to start your business like in New York city, which a lot of people sometimes think like, Oh, I'm creative. I'm going to move there and start my business there. It's like, no, get it off the ground first then move to New York city. Yeah, yeah
2: definitely. Um, like the cost of living is, is, I know a lot cheaper in Atlanta. I I lived in New York for a little bit, and I guess I don't talk about that very much, but I did, and it was just a little considerably more expensive now that I look at it. But I guess um, moving back to Atlanta, I stayed with stayed with my um, stayed with my mom for a little bit before going out to get my own place, and um, and things like that really helped me to, I guess, have money or save money and things that you don't realize are costs as you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just little things like that, that that just allow you to keep going from month to month. And yeah, definitely. I would say that it, um, it is like a considerably less uh, less costly city as far as like make, seeing if you have an idea that is viable, right, because you know there is no guarantee that what you dream up it will have the reception that you dream in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, little things like that, I would
1: say. That's been the benefit to being here. It's true, it's true, and good food. So, <laughs> what led you to entrepreneurship, and specifically writing and copywriting?
2: Okay, sure. So, so, um, so I had mentioned that um, writing was something that I had received feedback on over the years, and um, for me, writing has just been, I think for a lot of people, just a way to um, just suit themselves and journal and get through different experiences in life. And um, it had definitely been that for me. Um, and so also on the flip side, um, I'd also gotten feedback on different um, different job kind of some some different jobs that I'd had. And then also um, writing has been one of the things that had helped me to get a scholarship to college. Um, but let me just go barely, go backwards My older brother had is, is really big into um, spoken word poetry and has always been a good writer. And then my mother has always been uh, really, really big into writing. And uh, so different jobs I'd held, I'd worked uh, for a self-publishing company where I'd help people put, get their books together to publish themselves. Um, and then when I had lived in New York, I worked a string of temp jobs. I had been up there pursuing dance. And um, so I've worked a lot of temp jobs, and some I may have been working as a hostess, or i worked at an admin for Adobe, which I really love because of the both, like, creative tech vibes there in the middle of Times Square, which are such an amazing experience. Um, and uh, some of the jobs I've had have been writing, and i would worked for a small business um, doing a lot of writing there, and then from there I went to um, Internet Week, which is a really big internet conference, and i would helped them with... Uh, drafting scripts, uh, editing their website, using a like really basic basic code to do these things. And so just over the course of time, um, I realized that I had a skill for this. Um, as I was moving back to Atlanta, um, I thought, oh, let me see if I can start a business as a freelance writing business. Let me see if this is something that people do if it's a viable thing. And so I did some research and found um, just people who did this. And So I ran across three three main names: um, Carol Tice, who is a really big uh, freelance writer, and, and I try not to use the word freelance as much because it doesn't sound as um it just doesn't sound as you know. I think that you can easily take advantage of a word like freelance, but she's a really successful freelance writer, and uh, she's written for uh, like Forbes and Entrepreneur magazine, and also a lot of businesses. Then Linda Formicelli was another person who, who does this. Then another person who I realized is located in, in Atlanta, but more so like, you know, way north of <laughs> Roswell area. Right. Ed um, Gandia also. And so I was like, oh, okay, people do this, uh, make money off of this. Um, okay, I can do it too. And so after that, signing up for people's newsletters, um, I just decided to. Look for anybody and everybody who would be willing to let me um, write something about them and create a portfolio and create a portfolio and then start looking for clients. And so, first thing I did, I just started looking at topics that I wanted to write about. First topic I wrote about was um, the Atlanta streetcar, which was a new thing a few years ago. Um, Atlanta brought back streetcars; they went retro and brought back something from the turn of the 20th century to the turn of the 21st century. So I wrote about that since it was was a hot and happening topic. Um, I connected with the Technology Association of Georgia, which I like really developed an interest in tech after um, like being in New York and just thinking it was pretty fascinating. And then my scholarship in college had the option to pursue like, a STEM path up to um, like a PhD level for like free education for that, but I like went, like more of wanted to dance and so I knew that you know you can only dance for so long so I was like let me do this now. And um and so um so with all of that together I just got enough samples together and started uh, contacting people for clients, going to networking events, cold calling people via email, um, taking any path I possibly could to find people who would pay me, uh, pay me to write for them. And now that I look back at it, it's a pretty crazy haphazard journey because I was like, you know, just reaching and really like putting all of my all into just really trying to find people, um, clients. And so I think that's like the beginning of entrepreneurship. And then and my parents, when they were together, had been pretty entrepreneurial, had like started businesses. And then, you know, after they separated, my mom started a business from our apartment and had a client. we'd come home. So an employee we come home sometimes and there was just like this person in our our, our basement area and okay, just working for her selling like educational tools to different schools throughout the nation and so i just thought uh, put everything together it's there are certain dots i think that connect um for me to take this path it's not like i just uh I'll say just jumped in terms of trying to see if something just fit so yeah that's Guess that's it. Long story short, even though I
0: probably talked for a long time, that's good though because the journey is long. You know, I feel like so many people are just like, oh, like I woke up and then it happened. But right. I love that you brought so much truth to it because it's so true. It's not an overnight journey. It does take a while, um, and there's a lot of like trial and error there. And I really love that you uh, pointed out the people that inspired you along the way because I think that we all kind of have those people that we kind of look up to and say, okay, I see someone, they're actually doing it. They're they're having the career that I want to have. So I know that there is a blueprint that exists and I might not be able to take their exact blueprint, but knowing that they found a way to make it work means that I can write my own like path to that a yeah. similar type of success.
2: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, always having some somebody there to let you know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's half the battle because I think that when you kind of do something that can seem kind of um, a little frilly or I'll take this phrase from another podcast I was listening to this weekend. Someone said the phrase woo-woo and I kind of thought it was kind of cute, but they're like a uh, kind of woo-woo, like, you know, in the air, like, seriously, are you are going to start your own business? Are you serious? Like, it almost doesn't sound always believable to certain certain people I think that you will talk to. And um, to see that other people have made it possible, um, it's, definitely, it's definitely something that you can hold on to in your times of <laughs> wondering yourself sometimes, if, if, if in fact you will make it.
0: That's amazing. So you offer a lot of great services and you've packaged them um, into like kits, which I love. So you offer a starter kit, a gold kit, a pro kit, a social media kit, and a PR kit. So how did you decide on what packages or kits to offer?
2: Yeah, sure. So so basically, for the first couple of years of shooting the breeze and finding anyone and everyone to work with, um, I came across a couple of patterns, a few different patterns. Um, Some people I might have needed to write a press release for and send that out to different media outlets. Um, Another person I might have needed to do a series of blog articles for for their website. Or maybe another person, they needed um, copy a for, copy for their website. Or maybe another person needed me to find social media content so they could put it on Buffer and um, dispense it out to their audience. And so over the course of the, that time period, I had all of these different scenarios. And these are all more so, um, a lot of these things are like one-off projects. And so I guess in the startup world, I guess a similar concept could be like the minimum viable product where um, I believe that's when you have something that is just a test, something to test that, that there is an audience out there for you. And so, so um, that is what I kind of see that as, the one-off things. And then eventually I realized, oh, these things, certain things go well together. It's not really profitable for me to just do things just one-off on a regular basis. And also, it's not going to, if you don't get out, I don't think you will get as much out of something on a one-off basis, too. So I thought packaging it would be a good idea because um, then a person could get things for a certain period of time and more than just one small, um, one small service that, you know, you're not going to just necessarily get something out of one small thing as much as you will out of a bundle of items. Even though I keep, like, the a la carte carte menu, um, I'm moving towards, like, more of a a packaging idea. And um, one of the people, and this is one of the people that has been really, you know how you will find people along the way um, that will be supportive Mm -hmm. if you just continue to go. Um, That's definitely how this journey has been thus far. Um, So there's an incubator or business, they're called Bantunium Labs. And I thought it was so, so cool to see they're an Afrocentric accelerator. And I thought that was really so cool for my, uh, for like my little, my little Erica Badu, India Ivory phase I went through in college. And I was like, oh, I feel so at home in this Afrocentric accelerator. And um, so they, they worked mainly with minority entrepreneurs. And, um, and the person I met was because I had done um, content, helping her to assemble content. For her social media profile, um, for Bantunium Labs, and um, through that, after I finished working for her, um, she had asked, like, in exchange for coaching, just like a um, testimonial on the work that I'd done, or how she'd been as a as a client, um, as a client, and just like if I could give my opinion. And so, um, from there, I got some coaching in exchange for um, this testimonial, and she was able to basically helped me identify um both pricing structure and if the contents of the packages made sense and so it it really helps to have somebody to kind of back what you're saying and say oh this is good you know this doesn't work especially especially somebody that's really like started businesses and and is a part of the entrepreneurial scene of um of atlanta Um, and yeah so that's how that's how they came about. Um pretty organically. It kind of grew into that. Um I couldn't have imagined that two years ago I would have had packages, but now it does make perfect sense to for that to be the next step.
1: Yeah, I think um moving in that direction and making sure that you make it easier for your customers to understand Mm -hmm. makes it so much hassle not like hassle free completely but more hassle free Mm -hmm. on your end to just say hey these are the things that you can do and this is the benefit of choosing these things versus you know doing all these a la carte things and then it gets more pricey for the customer and then they're like oh you're too expensive i don't understand why this is so just putting the commonly most requested things in just certain packages makes so much sense Mm -hmm.
2: Totally.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely the point for, the, like, you know, just, like, for the ease of everybody. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I wish I had that yeah. life. <laughs> I'm, like, sometimes I'm, like, what do we just do, like, templates? <laughs> Never. But it sounds good. Um, so what are some of the biggest challenges you find yourself facing right now, and how do you deal with them? What are, do you have, like, any coping mechanisms that you use? Do you have, like, mentors maybe you reach out to?
2: Yeah, this is, okay, so, like, this is really a great question, because, you know, I was working on, and I'm working on a, a couple of guest posts, and, you know, the process is taking taking a while, I'm guessing maybe I have a lot of contributors, but, um, in between, in between that process, basically, I don't even know why I said that, but I think it has something to do with that, I talk about, like, my obstacles, basically, in these things, and, um, so one of the things that I have have trouble with um, I will say is, this is a really simple thing before I get to like the real deal type of thing, but I hate networking with people. Like I really
0: do. <laughs> um, to, you're you're preaching like, you're to wrong. the I'm choir kidding. because I hate it so much <laughs> and like half of our podcast is honestly like Angelica telling me like you need to go outside and meet people and I'm like, but I don't want to.
1: Yeah, that's how I Like I get
2: introverted, like super introverted, and then I will think, you know, in my mind. everyone that I'd worked with and done one-off projects for who it's kind of like still in my like client circle um, just letting them know that you know that things were changing with turns of phrase and that um, I would be introducing packages and I would need to um, request uh, an upfront deposit that we had electronic invoices now like basically saying that I had grown over this past couple of years and offered a lot more um, a lot, offered a lot more value and that uh, the natural thing to do would just be to evolve to the next stage. And, then, like I thank them for thank them for like thank them for being able to like uh, get their companies someplace with via the content that I' done, done for them and then like gave them like the discount at the end of this. Um, for, like, the new new pricing chart. And this took me some time to be able to do this and be able to just kind of just go to that next phase. And um, I had to call a couple of people. I called a family member, and then I called a couple of family members. No, more than a couple, like three or four family members. And then I called a mentor also, and they gave me advice on how to do it. And, um, yeah, and that was, like, really big because I just kind of stood my ground and said, you know, this is what I now deserve to be, uh, now deserve to be, deserve to be paid and deserve to charge because this is really worth, worth that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those would be two obstacles. I've got another one, but I think two of those are i'm
1: i'm like kind of like wow i said a lot so no you're fine i think um okay. transitioning to a point where you need to raise your race is hard like it's a hard thing especially if you've been charging that one thing your whole time that you've had your business that's a huge step and then really convincing yourself even every step that you grow your business and your business is uh scaling upwards it's very just like you're going back I, yeah and forth i know so many
0: people who like have not scaled up and need to scale up and i'm like what like you need to be charging so much more but because they have so many people that have you know bought from them at that particular price and they're just i think afraid to alienate like that those people that keep coming back and so they stick with like those prices and it it takes a lot of people a really long time to break out of that
1: yeah and i think i like um obi now that you are offering them a discount on the new pricing i think that's a awesome way to get people to say hey I'm not trying to like step on your toes and say I don't like you can't afford me I'm trying to make it affordable for you but you have to understand that I've had all this experience and now my business is growing and I need to keep doing better by learning and doing more and that requires more money and for me to be a better copywriter to you it requires me to continue to grow and learn and maybe spread my wings and maybe hire eventually you know there's so many things that go into Scaling your business and raising your prices—that clients don't always think of. All they see is a number. Like you know, when we hear about Starbucks raising mm-hmm. the prices, we get all mad. We're like, "Oh, lattes already like four dollars." Blah, blah blah blah. But there's a reason why prices go up. There's just always a reason, and things evolve and something. And I think in Starbucks' case, their dedication to inclusion and diversity. Yeah, and then they really started over- offering
0: like a whole bunch of more crazy nonsense. Like they now have like the blonde. Um, well well, like like just yeah the the blondes like espresso anyways and then they're apparently doing whatever is called cold whip like i don't know like a whip for
1: like i I don't
0: i don't know know. just like a new type of whip and i'm like you need more baristas to make all that ridiculous (laughs) nonsense so you know it costs their from their bottom line so you know it makes sense um so you i think that pretty much most entrepreneurs at some point end up finding themselves in need of a copywriter. So why do you think that everyone needs to hire a copywriter at some point? And when when do you know when that moment is also like how to tell? Oh,
2: uh, that's a good question. Um, The second question, I I I couldn't say specifically uh, when, but I guess I can these these three things that I. I thought were part of my benefit of starting Going like starting a, a business as a like a freelance writing business. Um, part of why I thought there was a reason or a need for it um, is that first uh, that people only have so much time in the day, and so um, you're not going to necessarily have time to do everything on your list. And if you can delegate tasks, um, delegate tasks to somebody that um, specializes or focuses mainly on a particular. Um, a particular area, then that would be a great time to hire or work with a copywriter or content writer. Um, it frees up your time and it just maximizes um, your efforts as well. Um, second reason would be quality, right? I mean, I think I think in the beginning there is nothing wrong with just um, DIYing a lot of things because you're starting and you really you just kind of want to make. Things work and get started, um, but as you progress, um, it, it does help to have somebody whose sole focus is in a kind. It would be copywriting, content writing, because um, um, in that case, you can develop your message more clearly, and you can have somebody that can help you to highlight your strength and the strengths of your product or service. Um, the third thing would be uh, versatility and. What I mean by this, um, copywriters, I know that a off of the um, experience that I've gotten over these past couple of years, is that you are well-versed or you work across different platforms. And so while most anybody, for example, can, anybody can blog, write a blog post. Blog posts are, are pretty, um, you know, pretty easy, marriage conversational in tone, um, but what about developing an infographic, or, or web copy, or, or press releases, or LinkedIn articles, just different types of content, and um, having the versatility to use your writing across platforms is something that a, a copywriter would be really great for. Um, and uh, as far as um, when, um, you know, that would be, that. I think a good time would be when you basically I uh, maybe have having trouble of, of doing everything that you want to do and want to start delegating. That might just be that might be for anyone when you want to be able to check more off your list and you are unable to get as much done, um, or you're unable to get everything done. And that would be my one my one idea of when it would obviously be a good idea to start to work with one. Yeah. But yeah,
1: that would be that would be an idea. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think um any time that you're pulling your hair out about something it's probably yeah. best to get someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah. Think. Uh even before then is is key. You know, you wanna to be Yeah, if you, you have, have the
0: money to invest, yeah do it for sure.
1: I definitely agree that uh having someone that can highlight uh your skill set, usually copyrighted does it like you said, like way better than you can. Because we're very yeah. terrible about writing about ourselves. Like, yeah, so even so... good
0: writers are really bad about writing yeah. for themselves. Exactly. Like, it's, you know, it's always a challenge.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this is, this, that, that is the irony but I hope I'm okay I hope i I hope I do a good job I, I've done all the writing for
0: myself mainly I actually really <laughs> love yeah I really love like your about page where you're like I like I still have like don't leave now I still have like enough like I still have time and then you link to that thing about like how people only spend x amount of time on websites like that really like got me I was like oh that's so fun I love that
2: yeah like I looked at a few websites to see which ones really got to me and the ones that started to like talk to the people as if they were already there I saw a couple like that and I kind of like, took what they did yeah but another thing people can just kind of you know feel like an artist where you just take other people's ideas and turn it into your own with yeah. your own spin. that's definitely where that came from
1: Totally. So social media uh, is super important to having a business right now. It is the absolute bane of my existence, but lots of people like it. (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite? uh, Do you have a favorite platform? And if so, uh, why? Yeah, sure. So um, social media is something Um, that I have used, um, I would say, within the last
2: year and a half. And Instagram, which I used after learning about um, a company called Founder, and Instagram, and I started Instagram uh, back in July, July or August. And I absolutely, I really, really like this platform. Of I uh, have a LinkedIn account, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I really like Instagram just because it's uh, the connection that you can create with image. Um, it's just different from different from the other the other ones that I have, and then I do a lot of LinkedIn article writing too. Um, so I'd say both of those platforms, but just Instagram because like the power that image can have to really, um, like if there's like a, a quote for example against a against a backdrop, I I really find those things really inspiring, and Instagram is really has, has been really powerful for me in that way.
0: Yeah, I'm an Instagram person too, and I actually hate LinkedIn. I'm
1: like, um, she's so cute. She's like, LinkedIn's so great. I'm like, you're the only person who's. Done I know. Let's podcast, say I know you love it, and I nice think that that's LinkedIn. impressive. <laughs> I like. I
0: hate LinkedIn. Like, I'm the worst at it, and yeah, I'm just like, I'm not. I don't know. Like, it's just. Oh, I don't like. It's just. I, I think a part of it is the design. If I'm being honest, like I can be that way. Where like a design will bother me. And I'm like, eh, I'm not into it because of the design. Like I like that it has more information work wise than other platforms. Like I do appreciate that, but I feel like the design for me is like a little cumbersome. Um, And I feel like it's hard for me to find people. Like, I don't know. Like, I probably just need to, like, I've spent the bare minimum amount of time on it, to be honest, Uh, because I go to other people's sites and I'm like, this looks very together and I'm just going to hop off here. Um, And because for me, like, I don't usually find my clients there. Um, Occasionally with a social media, like, client, they'll be like, we want you to send over like a link to your Instagram or your LinkedIn. And I'm always like, why? But um, that's like the only time I usually use it for clients, like never for like branding clients um but yeah it is definitely my least favorite but like i feel like if you like it you should like develop a class for it or something because a lot of people like me hate it and need to know how to use like some people need it for their jobs you know what i mean like and that's gotta suck because (laughs) i can't imagine like if if my like what like my wealth and like well-being depended on like being good at linkedin i would be in a world of trouble so
2: yeah, sure. Yeah, no. You know what I'm like? I mean, I started LinkedIn because um, I saw a lot of the different people I was working with um, were of that. Actually, not everyone. I kind of have run in different circles, so I'll run with like the Atlanta entrepreneurs who are less hardcore professional, like like professional, like lawyer or doctor mm-hmm. professional. And then maybe I'll have worked for some people that are traditional professionals in that way. And so they will. Def- everybody will have a LinkedIn profile, but for sure the professional professionals will for sure have a LinkedIn profile. And it will be so funny because on LinkedIn, people will um, post things that you know they'll think like articles that somebody might find interesting in their in their network of people that connect with them, or maybe people will announce some great thing that they're doing, and um, it's kind of a, like more so sometimes it can be like a, an informative tool, but other times it does have like a promotional quality to it um, just to like share your accomplishments and your achievements and whatnot. So so I just write the articles just to, yeah, I, I do enjoy like sharing different things that I like am learning kind of like just for example, I wrote an article on learning about copywriting briefs on Sunday Um, So, like, I like kind of doing that just so I can just keep learning and, like, getting better and just using that as a way to strengthen what I've learned. Um, But, yeah, otherwise, I I, I don't, I think LinkedIn is pretty specific in terms of, like, the way that you want to use it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't consider it, like, a social media, social media type of platform. Um, But I guess it has an app, too. So I'm like, uh, I guess it kind of fits. But, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that it's not for everybody. It could definitely have that kind of downer vibe, especially with their recent ads, I think, where they're, like, trying to make LinkedIn for everyone, and I don't think it really is the type of platform that is for everyone.
0: Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, so anyway. like, I hear of people that are, like, some people hate Twitter or some people hate fate Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely, like, it's interesting how social media has evolved and there are different pe- like different types of people, like, different platforms and just don't enjoy other platforms like I mean Facebook is definitely my least favorite and I know so many people who love Facebook and and can't like understand why I would love Twitter so much and I'm just like uh, Twitter is the best like I don't like I don't understand
2: yeah, I don't get the Twitter people I'm like you know I will like these I don't get Twitter I, I mean I post to Twitter because and I comment but yeah when somebody likes Twitter I feel like I really like Twitter
0: yeah I do I like I'm I completely love Twitter like Twitter and Instagram are, are definitely my two favorites and depending on what like notice or update Instagram has done recently will depend on if that's, if it's on top for me or not because um, I, I ever since they start stop showing things in like chronological order I've been a little annoyed with Instagram but you know it is still um a really really fun platform but like you know Facebook I don't like whereas like most people do enjoy Facebook so it's just interesting um I feel like I I want to see a think piece on that of like yeah. why certain people like like what like sort of personality that, types yeah. or whatever like yeah. which ones yeah I'd love to That'd see be. that someone write that That'd guys cool. whoever's listening someone write that Thanks. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so just, uh, that's
2: Good
0: idea. Yeah. So, what advice do you have for new entrepreneurs who are just like getting started, just like at the very beginning of everything, going forward? Okay. So, I
2: really love this question because it's like I am some sort of authority when I'm not. <laughs> I don't think I am in that way. Um, but I, I think, think I think a lot, lot of people
0: think that, but you know, that's imposter syndrome. Don't let that uh, don't let that dictate anything to you.
2: Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. This is true. All right, so, so here's some of the things that I think would be beneficial to somebody um, starting starting a business. So first off, um, first off, um, for me, I, I have had lots of different side gigs or side hustles, I will call it, and I don't think there is anything wrong with. Doing things to like just make money as you keep going, so that's one thing. Um, in the in the world, I think the more popular stories are the ones that are, um, you know, people raise a lot of money to start start a business, or um, it almost seems like out of nowhere things just happen for them, or this person, and you won't always hear the stories of the person that kind of um, you know works side jobs or has like, a part-time job too to pursue entrepreneurship too. and I think that is that that, that I know I have um, tutored and done different things, um, worked in a restaurant, um, yeah tutored worked at a restaurant, done different things to just just make money uh, make money especially like in the beginning stages um, as, especially in the beginning stages. As I, was, as I was and am growing everything, So I think that's not something to be ashamed of. Um, the second thing is to find support and find a tribe and find a family, um, People, group of people who are going to be supportive of your ideas and what you're doing. Um, I know a couple of people, and you know, I, 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 under, I understand how a person will not really see your vision, but I think you have to especially be in the early stages, very, very protective, like a child, of what you're doing, because for a couple of reasons, um, I think that not everybody is going to see what you see, um, and until you have like some type of results in what you're doing, um, it could be really easy to be sidetracked by somebody that suggests that oh, you should um, get a job, or is that even something that makes sense? Um, and the second thing is that people can sometimes see your life through, and I mean, this is pretty classic. I think everybody knows this, but everybody has their own life experiences, I think. And sometimes um, people can see see what you do through the lens of their life. And so you kind of have to be really strong. And one way to do that is to find people who will be like a support base for you. And if you're going through obstacles that can be there that you can, so that you can talk to them, people who have also been further along on the path than you. So search for other entrepreneurs, um, other people that you admire, and don't hesitate to, like, reach out even to people that are kind of way further ahead that you also, like, I know I reached out to somebody via email. I looked them up online just because their story resonated with me so much, and I shared some of mine, and, um, like, if you're authentic with things, people – Um, will reach back out to you. You know, if you're not authentic and you just kind of want somebody around who is quote-unquote successful, I mean, would you want somebody to just like you because of something that you accomplished and they don't know anything about your story? So I think that can definitely help if you have some type of authentic connection with people. Um, The third thing is to really um, find your strengths and address your weaknesses. So as you go along, I know as I've gone along, I've found what things I'm strong at, what things I'm good at, and I've seen things that I'm not as good at. And so for the things particularly where I'm not as good at, I have really um, like worked through getting books, looking online, doing like practice, practice exercises to strengthen different skills, and um, that shouldn't deter you either from going, especially if your strengths outweigh your weaknesses. Um, and the last thing I would... Give his advice is to really, really just just immerse yourself in learning. So learn more about um, your craft for one. Um, that's really, really important. But also learn about business and learn about entrepreneurship. And ways to do that are obviously to read um, podcasts, which I really just recently learned about, which is how I reached out to reach out to you guys. But podcasts are pretty amazing in that. F- I think that with podcasts, you can just absorb information passively while you're doing something. Maybe not all of them where, you know, you might want to take note, but a lot of the ones I've listened to, you can really just take in and absorb the information while you're multitasking so that um, you can kind of kill two birds with one stone, and you can really multitask instead of, you know, just not being able to focus completely on one thing. Um, So so yeah, those would be those would be four
1: pieces of advice that I would have for anybody starting out. That is amazing. I think that's a lot <laughs> for people to get into. Not in a lot, yeah. like, it's a lot, but it's a lot because okay. sometimes we. Um, we don't always think about the beginning, the new entrepreneurs, and it's good that we're asking this question to someone, especially like you, like you're saying, you just discovering podcasts. And I think that's honest and open and saying mm-hmm. the things that you just discover. I'm sure that people are like, oh, you just heard about podcasts, like okay, yeah, everyone is Yay! at their own journey, they're in their yeah. own place, everybody's in their own space, their own culture. People are, you know, traditionally doing different things, so. I like that we have guests, and I like that you come on, and you reassure, like, this is the things that I'm doing right now, and these things may work for you, because there is someone that's out there that's right now, maybe this is the first podcast they're listening to, and they're like, oh, maybe I should listen to other podcasts, that's another way that I can learn about entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, it is one of my favorite ways, because it is, like, nice and passive, and I can, like, kind of kill two birds with one stone, like, depending on what, like, I can't write and do it but like I can do a lot of other things like if I'm working on like design work sometimes like light social media stuff like and I can just be like listening and getting something done and I, I think of podcasts like Creators, um, like different, like producers and whatnot, personalities, whatever you want to call us. Uh, I think of them as like my coworkers because I don't have anybody here. Oh so God. you're the only person I
1: see yeah, <laughs> during the week. Like the, um, like me listening to podcasts and it's like a girl and like people eating salad together. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that is too funny. That's I'm like, like, so I'm, like I'm like, I'm
0: like, I'm just here by myself all day. So I mean, I'm obviously, like I meet with clients and talk to clients and stuff, but,
1: but it's different. It's Every not day the same. Day, yeah, especially
0: like having people that are talking about things from you. Your perspective or like from your side of things being a business owner like it's really great to like hear other people and know like certain things that you go through are normal and things like that you know so i think it is is really great to have them and it's it's funny like i started out listening to podcasts a while ago but i didn't really listen to business podcasts until kind of just recently um so it is interesting how uh you can kind of like discover that later on because i for me it was definitely like i still don't really have a lot of business podcasts that i like i listen to like a lot of like creative ones but i'm like on the hunt for like new business ones so listeners if you know some send them in because i i definitely want some new business ones like i i specifically like to look for business podcasts that are like other women or like people of color that sort of thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah
2: there's um yeah like i i just started yeah i mean i knew about podcasts but you know how like um that's to this example, but it's a similar example for me. Like, the actress, comedian, Tiffany Haddish, like, you kind of know
1: about them, but you don't really know, know about them until... Right. I don't know. Until now. Until like, really. That's, that's
0: yeah. like me that with TV shows. Like, like, everybody will be watching <laughs> a TV show, and I won't, like, I don't want to get into it until, like, I know it's good. So I'm like, I'll wait till, like, the third or fourth season. Yeah. And I'm like, if people still think it's good, like, three or four seasons in, then I'll give it my time. Um, but if not, I'm like, I don't trust it. I don't want to, I don't want to deep, you know, dig too deep, get too involved in it. And then it ends up like not being what I wanted. Tiffany Haddish is great though, by the way. I will take a moment to say that. She's a mess, but she's, she's great. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> she's like a, a mess. Boy, but I, part, I really like her, you
1: know? I, I adore her, <laughs> but I just finished her book and I'm like, oh my goodness. My favorite thing so about her girl. is
0: okay. like, A, that she is sitting here like, T- she, she talks about Groupon in the book, and now she actually became a spokesperson right, for Groupon, from so that's great. Right. And then B that she like came out on SNL with that dress, and she's like, "You're going to see me wearing this dress all the time," and that's we so, have. Funny. Yeah, yes. I'm like, I love it. She's like very down to earth. She's like, it's a mess though because like you can tell she doesn't know how to be a celebrity yet, which is why she's getting in trouble with Beyonce because she's like running her mouth like, about stuff Edison that happens wake-up. in Whatever. in uh yeah. private.
2: She's, like, green yeah yeah but it's
0: nice to see because everybody else is so um I don't even know what the world word that I'm looking for is but it's like it's such a controlled kind of like, like environment pro- yeah things, exactly like, kind of like, and she's brand. just very like raw and like realistic and authentic I, so I love that
1: like, Tiffany you need to yeah, you, do
2: something you for your tell, brain like, you can tell with that like people don't know how to deal with it sometimes like, yeah um <laughs> you're like oh god at some point the people are like should I or should I not say something
0: yeah, it's Which great. I love too. I really like her. She's so funny. She's
1: a hot mess. <laughs> She's funny, but
0: she is a hot flaming.
1: Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: what I mean. like, I love her. I'm like sometimes I'm yeah. like, but it's almost interesting to see, like, just like to watch and see how I will think about things, but then just to really just observe somebody who seems that they seems like they've been pretty much authentically themselves and gotten this the far. No, I think that's like the one consistent thing. Like, I will watch videos with her that date back like 10 years ago, like a comic show or something. And like, it will be like, you know, basically the same, the same person, the same type of humor. Yeah. So like, like trust, like you just trust that it's, it's just authentic no matter, no matter the setting.
0: And what's funny is in not having a brand, she has created her brand.
2: you know like that's her brand
0: is being a little bit off and a little bit wild and you know just doing her own thing and not really fitting into the norms of what uh everyone else is doing which i'm
1: like good for her i think that's an awesome brand yeah outside of tiffany haddish do you have any other uh people (laughs) that you are inspired by
2: (laughs) yeah that was random about that oh, so wait, what was the, the question again uh, do you
1: have any other influencers or any other entrepreneurs that you look uh, up to or brands or anybody that you're admiring right now
2: uh, yes yeah, so sure so um, I'm still I am still learning some about um, different different influences and brands but I did mention um, one company named founder that I learned about maybe six months ago that I've been following um, so I really like their Instagram feed which is um, they're a magazine. No, actually, they're not just a magazine. They're a digital media company. So they have a magazine, and they have other other types of um, products that they sell as well. Um, but what it is, they're a magazine, or they're a, a media company for entrepreneurs, and um, they have a magazine, and then they also have like, different courses that they sell as well. And their Instagram feed is mainly just quotes, Inspiring quotes from different um, different entrepreneurs, and I just find that really inspiring. And after learning their story about how they started from um, started from nothing, to after five years to uh, compete with uh, big name magazines like Entrepreneur and Inc. in the the App Store, um, I thought that was a really cool story. And I just started following them and following the different things that they're, they're doing and downloading a lot of their, um, their eBooks. And I think for me, that's one of the ones I, I really admire.
0: What was their um, name?
2: It's founder. It's founder. F-O-U-N-D-R, okay. Instead of, cause you know, like I, like a lot of startups will kind of take out one letter right. to be cool. <laughs> like Calendly or, um, scribe or founder, right. F O U N D R. Um, and let's see. I follow also a lot of different publications. So, um, like as I'm getting stronger with like magazine writing, I'll follow just a lot of different publications on Instagram, and then some tech accounts because of my like my interest and fascination with tech. And then, and then, fashion. I really like fashion. So, uh, so yeah. So those, those are some of the things. But I'm I'm still getting more into um, accounts that. Really, that can be really good tools for um, social media posts that I do.
0: Yeah. So as we go into spring and summer, uh, what com- upcoming plans do you have for your business or any projects uh, that you're doing that our listeners can look out for?
2: Okay. Um. So. Uh. So this one I won't be so much that you will know about, but I did just I did just um sign one of my. Like a packaging type of deal or contract recently, and that was like really big for me because it was my very, my very first official one after years of doing after a couple of years of doing one-off projects. Um, and then the next thing would be that I want to do more podcast interviews as well. And so um, that would be something that you know uh, I might be able to have other other listeners uh, meet me via that way that realm. More podcast interviews to share um, some of the work I'm doing and how basically content can be used to quote-unquote build your business So yes
0: awesome well, I really appreciate, I feel like we got so much information today. You really, um, did not hold back with all the information, which is awesome. We took tons of notes, which is always a, a good notes. sign. Yeah. Um, and I, I, definitely think that we touched on so many great points for new entrepreneurs, which is really important because like Angelica said, sometimes we, it's been a while, like we've been in the game so long that sometimes like we forget like, Hey, we need to go back to the very beginning sometimes because it's really difficult to navigate. And then sometimes every few years you feel like everything is brand new again anyway. So it's well, a kind of a Always good true. to go back to those early steps and kind of say like what did i do in the beginning and especially when you're scaling your business which both of us like have been doing for a while so uh we right. really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and we learned so much thank you so much
2: all right no thank you thanks a lot for um thanks for having me on on the show part, part <laughs>